Being a foster parent has been the absolute hardest thing I've ever done. It's led me to courtrooms and hospital rooms in our county jail. I've cried with vile parents in their hardest moments. I've been investigated, scrutinized, and shamed. I've had to say no to placement calls. I've read files and heard things in court that will be forever seared in my brain. I've watched children be hurt, traumatized, and re-traumatized. I've wept and prayed fearful, angry, and desperate prayers. In my years of being a foster parent, I've always been desperate for resources where I didn't feel alone and could be encouraged by people who love Jesus and have walked this road too. That is why we created A Deeper Life Foster Care, a place where every month you can hear stories to know that you aren't in this fight alone, to get devotional centered around your ministry as a foster parent, to have encouragement and wisdom spoken into you. What we do as foster parents is just too important to not invest in, have the Bible grounding us, and people who get it coming alongside us. Welcome to A Deeper Life with the Flowers. I'm Caleb. And I'm Ellie. Uh, we're here with our first ever mailbag episode. Ellie, do you know what a mailbag is <laughs> in podcasting? We just talked about this, and I was like, I've literally never heard that term before, and I listen to podcasts, but he's like, it's a podcast thing. But I'm like, yep. I literally listen to podcasts every day. So I don't know where this came from, but it's like if you were a mailbag is when you got like a bunch of questions in the mail, and then you answer them on the podcast. But now people don't get that. It's just like Instagram. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, I, I guess like probably it probably now. came from radio, right? Like yeah. There was some radio station where it was like, write in your song you want to hear in like the 1920s and then. We should do call-ins. There. Yeah, we'd have to do it. Well, the show would have to be live for us to do <laughs> oh, call-ins yeah. so, or, or pre-planned. So <laughs> okay. anyway, we digress. But this is not a true um, mailbag because we're not just answering any question. Ellie, Ellie put a poll out on her Instagram and we picked two questions that we're going to focus uh, on that we're going to focus on that are yeah. more about foster care than anything else. All the other questions were good, but we're just going to focus on these foster care questions specifically. Well, two of the foster care questions. Two of them. There were more. Yeah. But. Anyhow, are you ready? I am. Okay. So the first one that we're going to talk about is um, relationship with bio family. When they keep making poor decisions, how do you process through that? And I, when I thought of that question, I thought, well, there's two different scenarios in my head. It's like during foster care and yeah, post, post like foster care, post foster care. Cause it's very different, right? Like I feel like while you're doing foster care and the goals typically still reunification and you're seeing the family in that way. I feel like there's just more grace almost, or like you're all working towards the same goal. So it's like, just keep being nice to them. Like just keep showing up, keep supporting them until the end, because you won't regret that. Like just supporting them as people. Right. But then there's the second piece of like post foster care when it's either like like you know we've had a kiddo go home and then we navigated that family relationship thing mm-hmm. and, or post adoption and navigating that as well where it's like that is more boundaries that is more like sometimes you do have to call and report on them like it's just it's yeah. different i feel like once cps isn't involved anymore oh i mean i cuz yeah i was going to say when you're doing it in foster care, 
it like I think it matters if the parent isn't making good choices, but it also kind of like like you said, just keep supporting them and you know like have grace yeah. for them. You can be sad, but still have like have your role's just different yeah, as a foster parent. Yeah, your role is like you're not the caseworker. You're not the person who's like necessarily like telling them what they need to do. You kind of just get to be a cheerleader, right. which is which honestly is is a very unique and like lucky place that you get to experience at all. Yeah. So I think that's a, that's a, I don't know, something to take advantage of. I personally, I do not believe that a foster parent can overly cheer on a bio parent to the point that it would sway a parent who shouldn't get their kid back to get their kid back. So don't put the pressure on yourself of like, well, if I like cheer them on too much, like, and they aren't ready to get them back, like, that's because I cheer them on too much, and then they got that's like it's not gonna yeah. happen. So, like, cheer them on. Theoretically, it's not based on the foster parent on what's gonna happen with the case. Well, there is research that shows that foster parents who do it does help chances of reunification happening more, but it's not if the parent isn't doing right. the work, you know. So, yeah. okay. But then. Yeah, talking more about outside of CPS being involved, that's, that's where it gets more tricky, I think. Right, because it, it, like with that, the way I've heard um, adoptive parents describe it is like, I have to be like keep my the child's best interest in mind. Well, again, the role changes either so. A the child is back with the parents, and you have to like switch it of like. I mean, there's just so much. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking of like the boundaries of like we've had parents who like really needed a lot of help, right? And even when they were making bad decisions, it was like, what do we do? Like, at what point is it like? At what point do we report them? At what point mm-hmm. do you like step in? Like that kind of thing. And then post adoption. But from what I've heard from, so yeah, it, it, but what I've heard other adoptive parents talk about is like, they're just trying to figure out what's the best interest in the case of the kid. Mm-hmm. And so if, if the biological family is not, is not making the wise choices and the child being like exposed to that is going to be like detrimental to them, they'll be like, and obviously right. like when I say it like that, that like makes sense. But I had someone explain it to me once that they were like, I used to let them like talk on the phone. And based off of just, like, how they speak to them, I don't let them do that anymore. Because yeah. it's, like, it, like, hurts the kid. The kid. Yeah. And that's, you know, like, I don't know what the that parent's doing as far as, like, with whatever their struggles are. But even just how they, like, interact with them on an emotional level can't right. always, isn't always healthy. Right. Yeah. All right, and then the second question is someone said that uh, their kiddo might be reunifying soon, and how do you prepare your heart for that? Well, first of all, we're, we're uh, praying for you, whoever is out there. That's tough. That's a big piece of our story. Um, and, and a lot of people who and do a foster lot of, and, care. Yeah, and a lot of people do foster care. But, like, I, well, I, I, I say that to say it's, like, I do think it's a very unique thing to go through, and... I mean, I think it's one of the hardest things I've ever done, if not the hardest. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Why don't you go first? Because I my answer would <laughs> I think is different than how you would say it. Okay. Um. So Caleb and I were talking about this because we're like we want to give a good response. Preparing your heart. I think at the end of the day, um, if your kiddo does reunify, the day that they leave, there's not much you can do to make it sting any less. Um, it's just, from our experience, it's going to rip your heart out. And it's going to be horrible and it's going to be hard. <laughs> that's, that's the reality of that. But I do think, and this is what I wish I would have been told four years ago, because it was about four years ago that yep. our kid were unified. Um, that there are things that I can control. There are things that I can put into place to help make it easier, not necessarily on my heart, but just easier to help help myself or have others help me get through it. Um, so I wish, so first of all, Caleb and I did go to grief counseling before the kid mm-hmm. were unified, which I highly recommend doing that before because I think... Um, waiting until after, especially if you're given like some sort of timeline of like kiddo might reunify around this time or even now, if, if that does seem like a possibility, like get into counseling now, um, talk about the possibility of the child leaving and how you're going to grieve that. And then also if you're married, like doing couples counseling together, because it's not, as we know, like it's not your biological child, but is losing a child and, that astronomically like ch- like ups your chance for divorce later in life because you went through this huge grief with a child. So like really focus on your marriage and your family. Um so other things like I'm just gonna be a little a little coaching session of things to think well, through. Before one can I say one thing about yes, counseling? Please. So uh we, what you said was we went to like you went to the grief counselor and then I went to the grief counselor. Separately, we, did, yeah. we didn't actually go together. Yep. And looking back on it, we would we would want think we should do that because there were things like even before that uh, kiddo went home, where like Ellie was super would have these like she'd be really like okay this is why we're doing foster care but I would not be in a place of being like oh yay we're doing you know like I would be kind of down and you would be kind of high and then mm-hmm. um, and then we both were. Sp- like grieved at that level so differently because like we hadn't at that point had to grieve really anything of that magnitude. And so like it just like processed that so differently. So if you do it together, then you do kind of have that container where you guys can talk about all the things that are going on. Just, you know, you, your spouse and the counselor. Yeah. I remember, um, two specific fights, one was you were really mad at me because I was, like, really excited about how well mom was doing. And I was, like, telling a friend. And afterwards, you were, like, can you just not, like, just paint it in this, like, positive light completely? Um, and then the other fight that we had was after he reunified on the beach. Do you remember this? We went on a vacation, just you and I. And it was a great vacation. It's one of my favorite memories with you. But we were on the beach, and I was like, it's harder for me than it is for you because I was home with him every day. I did all the visits. I did the back-and-forth journal. Like, I was a stay-at-home mom. Like, it's harder for me. And that was, like, a really – I mean, we literally, like, separated on the beach, like, completely went separate ways, walked away from each other. Like, (laughs) it was one of those. Um, 
what I think the hardest part about grieving as a couple when you go through like both losing something is that you look at the other person, how they grieve and you're like, oh, you're not as sad as me because you're not grieving the way that I think you should because that's Mm -hmm. not how I would grieve. So I think knowing that so immediately after our kiddo left, Caleb literally said to me, I'm going to Ace Hardware with my dad. (laughs) His way of grieving was he was like, I'm going to do a project literally right now. And I was like, and I'm going to lay in my bed for a week and not shower. Like, that's how I'm going to grieve. And so we looked at each other or, you know, I looked at Caleb and I was like, you're clearly not as sad as I am because you shouldn't be able to even get out of bed. So I think that's something super important to remember when grieving. If you have kids in the home, like how your family and friends respond to it, like everyone grieves differently. And it doesn't mean that they're grieving less than you because they're grieving differently than you. Right. So. And there's just like blame and it's hard because you're like, I'm sad, but I can't really hold and help you right now because I'm grieving. And usually as a married couple, like you can help each other. But when you're both losing a kid, like it's really hard to hold that for both, you know, the other person. Yeah. And like, you know, these are all experiences that like if you're married, when your parents die, right, like you kind of will go through this in life. But I do think foster care brings that unique time where you experience it where it's like you might you know you're just younger and it's a bigger thing that can happen to anybody so well you might not be younger right you you well i know but like i mean just like in your years of life that you've been but what i'm saying is different though because even if when you lose your parents is that like it's your parents or my sure. parents what i'm saying with a child this is like this was our loss equally as hard like that's what's unique about children you know versus like you lost your job i lost my sister whatever you know like those types of things it's usually like a little bit more on one side right yeah i guess you're right about that so that one it's so that's why i feel like this is unique and that's why you really gotta like get in couples counseling and like yeah help navigate that yes Um, so anyways, with, let me coach you some, through some things and not to make this like less, cause again, you're asking about your heart and it's like at the end of the day, like you've got the Lord, you've got counseling, but there are things that you can do. And this is what I wish I would have known. Like, first of all, we finally did get like the date and time that the kid was leaving. And I remember that whole day that he was leaving, it was at like three thirty. I was like, what the heck is this? Like, this is the worst time (laughs) ever. Why didn't they just do it in the morning? Because now we're just home staring at this baby being like, you're leaving six hours, five hours. I mean, it was was the longest day of my life. And it was like, I don't want to start crying too soon because I know once you start crying, I won't stop crying. And then my head's going to just be wrecked at that point because I'll be crying all day oh my gosh it was the worst so again I'm like I wish I would have advocated for ourselves because I don't think it would really would have mattered that much if we were like can you do the morning time I'm no. sure they would have said yeah. yes um things like what can you control like do you want to write the kiddo a letter do you want to write the parents a letter do you what things are important for you to pack um what do you want that day to look like who's going to come over who's not going to come over what counseling sessions do you have set up that week? Um, what are you getting at Ace Hardware? 
what are you getting at Ace Hardware? Are you going to, do you have a project ready to go? Are you taking work off? Like there's just things that I think this is what I'm like preaching about this whole kill when I um, do coaching for foster parents is that so much in foster care you can't control, but there are things you can control to help make it better. Um, and so thinking through those things of like, what can I control now when the kid leaves that is going to help me as best as I, you know, as possible, um, packing up their things went like, as you know, I remember my mom, she, you know, she was a foster parent. So she kind of knew she was like, I would just close the door to their bedroom and I would just like leave it for months sometimes. And I couldn't even look at it. Um, and our kiddo's room was like a, like French door. So it was literally like glass. And I was like, I can see everything. And this house is not even a thousand square feet. And so my mom literally came over the next day and just like took all the stuff, took all the baby stuff out of the house. Cause I was like, I just need it out. So those things where it's like, what can you control? What is going to help you? Um, and gosh, I'm just, as far as your heart goes, like. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. No ma- no there's no amount of packing things up at the right time that's gonna fix that. But yeah. Because what I was gonna say was the answer to this question was like, well, you really can't, you know? Like yeah. and I think um, we had someone on our one of our guests on our membership had said like we were talking about grief and stuff and, and she was talking about like her grieving process. And one of the things well, she this said, was the previous episode. Yeah. We yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Hannah. Um, she was like, you know, that means like, if you are experiencing that like intense grief like that, that means like you did do it well. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, as you prepare, you know, for it and stuff and it's going to hurt and it's going to suck. But that means that like, you loved well. Yeah. You did your job. Yeah. Okay, we said we are going to do two questions, but I'm going to throw the one that people keep asking us on Caleb. Are we adding more kids to our family, Caleb? I, I, <laughs> I wish there was a video. <laughs> this is the question I get the most on Instagram. So I have a, um, what's it called, like the anonymous one. Yeah. Or I'll post like the link and people can anonymously anonymous, anonymously ask me questions. Now I get a lot of other questions, but one of the top ones is: Are we having more kids? Are we taking more placements? What are we doing? Well, let's see what happens. You know, because everyone's used to us having a new kid every two seconds. Yeah. So they're like, "What's happening? You had a baby nine months ago. Surely something else is happening here soon." Yeah. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. Oh, wow. That's where, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, glad you got to hear that. <laughs> that was there's your um, answer. So Sorry, th- everyone. Th- thank you. Let's wrap this up. Uh, thanks so much for listening today. Um, we hope that if you ask those questions, that that was helpful. Um, thank you for writing in. We really appreciate that and hope that um, you enjoyed listening to this. Anything else? Um. No, but if you need someone to talk to, we do offer offer foster parent coaching, um, and it's something that I wish I had when I was doing foster care. I guess I'm still a foster parent, but 
you know. Yeah. Well, um, next, if you are in, ever interested in doing foster parent coaching, um, if you buy our foster care membership, then you get 15% off. So you're about to hear the trailer. Um, and then there's some instructions at the end on what to do if you would like to sign up. And then also the link will just be um, in the bio of this episode. So have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time. You are about to hear the trailer for A Deeper Life Foster Care, the membership. If you're a foster parent, we hope that this makes you feel seen and know that you are not alone. I promise, I promise I will reunify this next one. Please don't let this current one leave. All the pain, all the confusion that I was feeling in this moment was totally worth me going through that so this kid could be in a loving home and then eventually be reunified. I think it's a great rule of thumb to not break birth order, but I also think it's a great rule of thumb to not take kids from their parents. It didn't like ruin our childhoods. I feel like it enhanced yeah. it. Hey, you know, Mr. Christian, pay attention to the least of these. And how empowering is it for an eight-year-old to feel like they have a legit ministry? We don't want her to sleep in the office tonight because that's what they told us was going to happen. Uh, you know, we're good for a week. I would do anything, God. I would do anything if he could stay. And the answer was no. To hear the rest of these conversations and gain access to even more encouraging content, go to flowerscoaching.com or click the link in the show notes to sign up for the Deeper Life Foster Care membership. Your foster parent journey is too important not to get the support you need.